People have a tendency to focus on what they don't want to happen. When those stress hormones kick in, our body thinks that it's in survival mode and we become hyper-focused on anything that we perceive as a potential threat. That's a very useful system in any kind of real life or death situation, but it becomes a problem when the threat your unconscious is worrying about is just like a rude customer or a coworker or something like that. So every year, more and more people are being diagnosed with different types of anxiety disorders. Um, I would be really curious to know if there's something changing where more and more people have anxiety disorders or if the number of people has always been this high and we just weren't diagnosing it or maybe some kind of combination of the two. I would imagine that it's a combination of the two, but that's not really my place to say. What I can tell you is that the effects of chronic anxiety can be devastating on your body, on your mind, on your spirit. The good news is that there are ways to get through this and to overcome it. So some of you may or may not know, but I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I was diagnosed at about six or seven years old and the symptoms came on so strong that they actually thought that I was having seizures. And since then, I've spent my whole life battling with this disorder. And it's one of the main reasons that I got interested in psychology to begin with. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to get into all of what I went through. But basically, medication made it worse. So I stopped taking that early on. And I was tormented by just the worst intrusive thoughts um, and compulsions for a very long time. As a kid and even as a teenager, I remember I crying myself to sleep at 5 o'clock in the morning because the disorder would keep me up at night. So I spent the last 20-something years with this one issue, and it sucked. But in learning to overcome that and heal myself, I've learned a lot about how the mind works and developed some very important skills. So what I'm going to talk about today will help you if you have any kind of issue with anxiety, uh, with depression, with negative thinking, with, with overthinking, with anger issues, anything like that. Really any kind of negative pattern that we get stuck into. Um, the list goes on and on, whether or not you have an actual disorder or if you just want to upgrade your mental powers and your mindset, these strategies can help you improve your life. There's a couple strategies that I'll talk about, but the single best resource that I found is the book Brain Lock by Jeffrey Swartz and Beverly Bietti. I think I'm saying her name right. I hope I am. My key takeaway from the book probably seems overly simplistic, but the way that they describe it, it makes all the sense in the world. So let's go ahead and get into it. Explaining OCD specifically is very difficult, um, and that's what the book is focused on, but the strategies that they explain, they apply to anything. It doesn't just apply to OCD. It, it's very helpful for that disorder, though. So if that's something that you struggle with, or if you know somebody that does struggle with it, I definitely recommend that book. Um, but like I said, the compulsions, the thoughts, they don't make any logical sense. Neither does anxiety. Um, if they did make sense, it wouldn't be a disorder. So in brain lock, they basically compare certain parts of the brain to the transmission in a car. Those areas will sometimes get stuck in one gear and not want to shift to the next. So whenever an anxious thought comes up and um, the, the area that regulates the transition between those thoughts, it doesn't shift properly. So you get stuck there and you get stuck feeling that um, impending doom. And even if it doesn't make any sense and it isn't a reality, it feels like something bad's going to happen or is happening. If there's a signal of anxiety coming through at that time, the brain doesn't want to move past it. Even if you don't have OCD, anxiety is a huge problem in our society. Um, I'll get into some of the reasons why in a later episode, but for now let's focus on what we can do to shift out of those anxious thoughts. As you get better at this, the shifting is going to become much smoother. Um, so at first it's difficult and it takes a lot of effort, but before long your unconscious will start to catch on. Um, it'll change the unconscious programming that you're following and it gets easier and easier. 
So the book gives four steps for teaching your brain to shift gears more smoothly. Um, by the way, this, this, again, it works for negative emotions in general, not just anxiety. Um, I've used this method in all sorts of scenarios, um, including depression. And actually, the last week or so, just working on this episode, I was trying to see what else I could apply it to. And I realized there's a lot of situations just throughout my day where I get like those little spurts of adrenaline or anxiety, like talking to people that I don't want to, you know, rude customers, rude, um, just random people and whatever else. So the four steps that are outlined in this book are relabel, reattribute, refocus, and revalue. It takes a little bit of legwork, but if you practice paying attention to the thoughts in your head and to the direct physical effect that they have on your body, uh, when those stress chemicals are released, you're going you're gonna to start to get good at noticing the unconscious patterns and habits that you perform throughout the day. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So when you have anxious thoughts, if your reaction is to slip into a fight or flight response and begin obsessing over it, that becomes a habit. And that habit's going to be hard to break. But by practicing these four steps, you're going to develop new habits and actually change the structure of the neurons in your brain um, and also the unconscious habits in your body. You're basically changing the code of your programming and you're writing a new map for your unconscious to follow. A quote from the book is, focus your attention on the mental and physical actions that will improve your life. And it's really that simple. So let's get into the four steps. The first step is relabel. And basically what's happening here is you need to start understanding when a thought is valid and when it's a symptom of your brain not shifting gears properly. So for those of you who do not have OCD, the way these negative thoughts manifest might look a little bit different for you than it does for me. You might not feel the overwhelming uh, need to check the stove burner and make sure that it's off for you know, 33 times before you leave the house for work, but you may have a habit of getting stuck thinking about people at work that make you angry. That's a pretty common thing. Maybe you're stressing about money and it gets to the point where you stop being productive and you're not really thinking of solutions anymore. You're just sitting there stressing about it. You're obsessing over um, that. You're just going over that worst case scenario over and over again. So in the relabel step, all you're really doing is learning to begin recognizing when you do this. You cannot break out of these bad habits if you don't notice that you're doing them. And you definitely cannot break out of them if you don't realize that those patterns are destructive to begin with. So you begin noticing when you're stuck in that thought loop, in a, in a compulsion, in an anxiety attack, or whatever it is. You, you learn to tell yourself, hey, this is just my anxiety, um, this is just OCD, this is just depression, this is just me stressing out, whatever. When you do this, you're relabeling that thought, and you're telling yourself, hey, this is not as important as I thought it was. It's, it's not as important as that stress response is telling me that it is. Now, this is not going to fix anything in and of itself. The reason it's important, though, is because you're teaching yourself to identify the feeling that you get when that mental transmission gets stuck. It's a physical thing that's happening in your brain, and it's causing chemicals to be released into your body. Because of this, you need to train yourself to not only identify the thoughts, but the physical sensations that come up. There's nothing wrong with running through scenarios um, to figure out how you're going to act when that one person starts to bug you, but you don't want to get stuck obsessing over how upset they make you and actually feeling that upset when they're not even around you. All you're doing is hurting yourself at that point. Um, and it's just going to give you a negative mindset and it's going to leave you with a bunch of cortisol and adrenaline pumping through you. And one final thing from the relabel chapter, the authors make a point to remind you that if you're somebody who's struggling with something like this, that it's important to not see yourself as a victim. 
Sometimes people think that they're weak or they're disadvantaged uh, because they're having such a hard time and they don't see other people having this hard of a time, especially with daily tasks. You know, if you have a lot of anxiety when you're dealing like in your in school or you're, you're in your office and you're like, you're panicking and nobody else is freaking out. It's easy to see yourself as having some kind of, um, you know, disadvantage. And you have to adjust your mindset to realize that you're working through something difficult. You have to adapt to a condition that's creating an uphill battle. There's nothing wrong with you. You, you have a different struggle to go through. And a lot of times people never take charge of their thinking. So learning all of this and actually developing the skill that it takes to cure yourself can potentially leave you much stronger and much more self-controlled um, than somebody else who's never had to go through all of that. So in the long run, it can actually make you better off because it gives you an opportunity to fight through it. Okay, now that we've learned to notice when our negative obsessions are just that and nothing more, the next step is to reattribute. It's important to begin to understand that these thoughts are just thoughts. They're creating a false alarm and it's caused by a short circuit in the brain. Um, and that's, that's a paraphrase from the book. Whether or not you have a disorder or not, any proclivity that you have towards negative thinking, anxiety, or obsessing over what ifs, it's not something wrong with you. It's just the mechanics in your brain are a little bit off. Certain parts are not functioning properly. And that's what's causing the amount of stress that you're under. But you are not your brain. It's important to understand that. And it's the whole point of the next step, which is, or of this step, which is the reattribution step. Consciousness is not generated in the brain. Your mind, so to speak, is using the brain to operate in the world, just like you drive your car to work every morning. When the car starts giving you trouble, you don't blame yourself and think that you're less of a person because the machinery isn't functioning properly. You just go get the car fixed. And it's the same way with anxiety, with depression. It's important to reattribute the psychological problems to a physical thing that you can fix. It's not something wrong with you. When you change your thought processes and your behavior, your brain actually rewires itself. You're actually changing the structure of it. It creates new neural pathways and physically rebuilds so that the unconscious can follow these new pathways. It's like building a map and that's the map that your brain follows. And once you have that map written, it gets so much easier because then it becomes automatic. People don't realize that. The depression and the, the anxiety, they don't have to be forever. The, the struggle doesn't have to live forever. You just need to get your car fixed. And yes, you'll still have some maintenance to do on it, but getting started and actually getting it out of the way is the hardest part. So now that we understand the true nature of these thoughts, we can roll up our sleeves and get to work. So step three is refocus. And it's as simple and as complicated as that. Your car is stuck in the first gear, not wanting to shift. So you've got to get aggressive with it and just force it into the next gear. It's going to be hard at first, and you're going to find yourself slipping back into those old behaviors for a while. Remember that every single time that you take control and you push your thoughts and your body into different patterns and behaviors, that is a victory. If you spend a couple minutes fighting it against your old habits, even if it feels wrong and scary, but you don't give up and you just fight through it, even if you don't win in the long run, you still win. Even if you eventually give into it, it's that simple. You did not create these powerful negative habits overnight. You're not going to break them overnight. It's not going to take too terribly long to develop new habits because you're doing it intentionally, but it's going to take some time. So don't think that just because refocusing on something doesn't alleviate that anxiety right away that you're failing. 
It's not what that means. Your brain is still in like that freak out mode and it's going to it's going to try to bring you back to what's familiar, which is that stress and that anxiety or, or whatever else, that negativity. Any genuine attempt that you make that you weren't doing before is progress. Even if in the end you still fall back into your old ways, as time goes on and you practice, the act of forcing those gears to shift every single time that you catch yourself, that just going through that over and over again, that becomes a habit. So each little victory, that's a win, and that's something you need to celebrate, even if it's slow progress at first. The brain will learn that this is what you want it to do, and it will create those new pathways for you. It'll release less stress-related chemicals, which will make things much easier, and after that point, it's all downhill from there. By the way, guys, if your car transmission is not shifting, please go get it serviced. That's not normal. Um, anyway, take things one step at a time and celebrate every small victory that you can. The best exercise in this book that I found was the 15-minute rule. And it's not the five-second rule. It's a little less gross. But when you catch yourself slipping into that downward spiral, shift your focus to something else for 15 minutes. Look at the time and don't let yourself give in to that urge, that thought, that feeling for 15 minutes. Don't obsess over that rude customer. Don't wash your hands again. Don't, don't slip into whatever it is that's bothering you. Now, that doesn't mean that those feelings are just going to magically go away, but you have to force yourself not to pay attention to them. You have to force yourself, and it's not enough to just ignore them. You have to do something else. It's going to be hard, but knowing that there's a time limit, it makes it so much easier. I mean, that, that by itself makes all the difference in the world. After 15 minutes or so, usually your brain relaxes by that time by that time because you start to realize that nothing bad's really going to happen um, even if you don't act right away if it's still stressing you out at that point then okay like go slip into that behavior go go do whatever it is to alleviate that you've won you've you've resisted for 15 minutes okay go celebrate the fact that you've shown yourself capable of fighting back even if it was only for that time frame it's really important here to actually do something else though Sitting there trying to force yourself to just not think about something is probably not going to work, especially when all of your unconscious mind is trying to make you focus on that one thing. When all of your survival instincts are kicking in telling you, I need to do this thing. It's not going to work. Um, actually focus on something that's going to take up a good portion of your attention. Do something physical and change your state if you can. You may also start to notice a tendency for your body to start to behave in certain ways without you knowing it. So unconsciously, you may start tensing up. You might start moving sporadically. You might start breathing more shallow. Take the time to notice and take control of these behaviors, and that will go a long way towards your healing. At first, the anxiety or depression will still be there. That's okay. Um, with practice, it'll take a backseat, and it'll start to fade away as you get better and better at shifting from those negative thoughts to something else. You're forcing that transmission to, to move. And after you do this for a while, You'll begin drawing, you'll begin creating these new maps for your unconscious to follow. And you won't even need to give it much conscious effort anymore because your habits will align with your goals. So don't get discouraged when this is difficult at first because it will be. I promise, I, I can promise you that if it's something that you struggle with, fighting against it's going to be hard at first, okay? Don't expect that you can just change an embedded negative pattern without, without like getting active and doing some real work. If those thoughts and feelings get overwhelming, just look back on those first two steps and remind yourself that they are symptoms of a disorder or of bad habits or something to that effect. You know, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Even if it's something like anger, remind yourself that you'll have plenty of time. You have all the time in the world to be angry and upset. You just gotta wait 15 minutes to give in to that. You know, nothing bad is gonna happen in that first 15 minutes if you don't immediately act on those urges.
And this is going to train your mind to really understand that these are just thoughts. They are just feelings and they don't necessarily have to be acted on, which leads to our final step, revalue. So this step is a natural result of the previous three steps. After you begin to teach your mind to shift gears from the negative to the positive, when those thoughts and feelings do come up, they're not going to see them as intimidating. When you start to really understand that anxiety, depression, um, the trauma, whatever else it is, it, it's just that. It's nothing more. It's in the past. It's not real. It's in your imagination. And I'm not saying, oh, it's all in your head. I mean, it, it is in some sense, but it's also in your body. But you, you are creating that for yourself. Those thoughts are creating those feelings. And it's really hard to teach yourself to disengage from that enough to understand that, hey, these are just thoughts. Now, once you do that, it's all downhill from there, but it, it doesn't feel like it at first. And that's what gets people tripped up so much. That's what gets people stuck in these, these patterns. And they really start to lose their strength. What I really want to point out here is that when you're really struggling with a disorder or a really powerful negative pattern of some kind, we have that tendency to get stuck or to feel stuck anyway. We start thinking that this is just the way that life is and that it's going to be this way forever. And that cannot be further from the truth, okay? As somebody that's gone through some pretty serious mental health issues, like I can tell you for sure, when you change the chemical responses that you have, your thought patterns, your behaviors, your habits, your lifestyle, it, it can fix all of that stuff, okay? It takes a lot of work. There's no way around that. There's not a magic pill that you can take. And that's the other thing with medication too, is that it, it addresses, the medication addresses the, the chemical response. It, it addresses those, um, that physical component. But that's only one pillar. That's only the body. That's not the mind and the spirit. It's not taking everything into account. So it's a, if you're on medication, that's a great way to kind of use it as like training wheels to kind of help you, um, like especially if like you have like severe anxiety attacks and you just you can't handle it. Well, you can use the medication to help you, but you should still do this process because that's the only way that you're going to fix yourself is you have to change your responses to things. Once you build the skill involved with taking control of your thought processes, you will develop a very powerful mind. And being self-aware enough to dictate your unconscious leaves you with the ability to shape your life however you want. So once you overcome this stuff, it's not just going to go like be something that you can cope with. It's going to go away for the most part. You will still have things come up. You know, life doesn't just get magically easy but you develop the skills to overcome that and it completely changes the quality of your life. So there's hope is what I'm saying. So that's what I'm driving at here. Um, not only are you going to learn to cope with these issues, they're going to cease to be something that you struggle with. If you're in that place where every day just feels like survival and you feel like your mind is a living hell, I promise you that not only can you survive it, but you can completely and permanently change how you feel. You don't have to live like that. I spent years looking for solutions before I started to make real progress. And, you know, because of that, I know, I understand the struggle. I see this. It takes real work. But when you change your behaviors and your habits, your brain rewires itself. It changes its physical structure to match those habits. So you're not stuck like this. You can change it at any time and you can get it to not go down those same roads anymore. Beyond that, once you master this skill, you'll realize that you can not only heal, but you can begin to create whatever life that you want. You can shape your way of thinking and feeling, which you know before long becomes your way of life. I like to think of Doctor Strange from the Marvel stuff. You know, he's got this crippling injury and he's trying to figure out this way to heal himself. And he learns of a formerly paralyzed patient who apparently made a complete recovery 
Um, and so he goes to talk to him. The man tells him that he learned the mystic arts from these monks in Tibet who basically taught him how to heal himself with magic. And so Strange goes and he learns the same skills. But he doesn't just settle for the healing miracle. He wants to see how far he can take it. And he, and he ends up being this incredibly powerful superhero. And he saves the world and all this other crazy stuff. Actually, I think he saved like the whole universe, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. But it, it's, it's my all-time favorite Marvel movie because the story conveys something that we all have the innate ability to do. We can heal our thoughts and our feelings. We can take back that power, and we can take it as far as we want to go. After we heal, we can intentionally create the life of our dreams and go from suicidal to superhero. That's going to be my new slogan. Um, what's crazy about it is it doesn't. It really doesn't even have to take that long once you commit. I think when I really first started, it was you know, three or four months, and I was like, I didn't even recognize myself. Um, which, compared in the context of 20 years, that's a big deal. Um, but you can begin by following these steps. Once again, they are relabel, reattribute, refocus, and revalue. Your thoughts don't necessarily reflect reality. Understand that those feelings are just feelings and that you can change them with a little bit of work. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to get in touch with me, Instagram or my email on the website is probably the best way to do it. Instagram is probably a little bit faster. But let me know if you have any questions or if I can do anything to help. Good luck.